All right. It is here. Season 5. We are ready to roll on episode 1. Fellas, how are we doing tonight? Doing good. A little sick, uh, but it's season 5, so we're ready to roll. Sporty, how are we feeling? Uh, I'm feeling great. Every day closer to college football, baby. Well, hey. Speaking of college football, college football is officially back. We are, tech, I guess, technically three weeks into it, if you want to count week zero. But um, we are approaching week three. Um, see, or episode one of season five is going to be all about football, college football, and even uh, the NFL as well, as it got started this past weekend. Um, so there's a lot that we have to get into uh, in a short amount of time. So let's jump right into it. Top five. Um, just because a lot has happened in the first two weeks of college football, I think our top five today is going to look at just the top five. How, how'd I word it? It was the top five, um, top five surprises so far in college football. It could be anywhere from teams who have won, teams who have you know been upset, um, you know rankings, uh, you know. Coaching performances, maybe some, some, you know, Clay Helton already got uh, the boot out of USC. So there's a bunch of different things that we can look at here. So, Hadley, I'm going to start with you. Give us your top five surprises so far in college football. Okay. Well, starting with number five, I'm going to go with Iowa's dominance. Um, you know, I think, I'm not sure if all three of us agreed or if maybe it was just me and Kevin. Either way, uh, we all knew Iowa was just going to be a team. Uh, that was good, you know, but they, they have looked phenomenal so far. They beat the brakes off of uh, Indiana, and they, you know, ran away with that Iowa State game, um, which everyone anticipated to be a close one. So, Iowa showing they're for real. Um, pretty scary being in the Big Ten, but it's what they do normally. So, just a little surprised by how dominant they've been. Number four, I'm going to go with Notre Dame's early struggles. Not necessarily that they're, you know, very good or anything. Um, I didn't see them as really better than a top 10 team this year. But just the teams they played for, State and Toledo, to struggle the way they did, yikes. Cough break. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Number three, I'm going to go with Texas A&M struggles. Um, They just have not been scoring the ball, especially last week. I forget. Who they played exactly, but I think they won ten to seven. Yeah, it was Colorado. Yeah, it was Colorado. Yep. Yeah, that's that's yikes. That's not that's not good for a team that we expected to be, you know, like top six, seven. Um, <clears throat> there's another cough. Number two, I'm going to go with UCLA's dominance. Definitely didn't expect that. Maybe Sporty did. A lot <laughs> of us did not. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, they. Chip Kelly put the visor on. He's been going off. Number one, DJU struggles. Me and Kevin, I think called them. No, me and Kevin. Adam is Heisman. <coughs> oh, my goodness. Can you tell I'm sick? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he's he was a Heisman favorite. He has not been playing like it. Yikes for DJU and me. Is that your? That concludes the top five. Hey, I've. You know what? There's a lot of. Yes, simi- it is. Th- I just had to mute myself, and I think the cough drop made my throat even more dry. <laughs> you're so good. Thanks. You're good. You're good. 
Um, so a lot of a lot of similarities uh, with my top five and Hadley's top five, but I'll get into mine here in a second. Sport, I'm going to jump over to you. Go ahead and g- give us your uh, top five surprises so far in college football. Number five, I'm going to go with uh, surprises. Start from bottom up. Five, I'm going to go with a surprise. High stakes, non-dominant on uh, defense. Their, their defense, the first few games, have gotten shredded. I mean shredded. Combine uh, first two games. Uh, combined average score, the average points they've allowed is thirty-three points. That is not a common uh, character for the Ohio State Buckeye defense. I know after game two, they wanted coaches coaches change bad, so I, I don't know what's going to happen. So my five is the defensive Ohio State is not dominant in the first two games. Number four, I'm going with uh, Notre Dame. Like Holly, Notre Dame's two close games against Florida State and Toledo. Their uh, defense isn't very good the first two games against average or below average teams. Number three, I'll go with uh, an upset here. Um, Montana beating Washington in week one. That was a major, major upset in college football in week one. Washington only scored seven points at home, and that was on the first drive. After that, they didn't do anything. So that was my third surprise, Montana beating Washington in week one. Number two, I'll go with uh, Randy Etzel leaving Connecticut after two games on his own. Uh, he's played overall. They played three games. Uh, point margin they've given up is forty-four points per game in three games. So he left. He left on his own. And one bad loss was um, they lost to Holy Cross in, in week two. That was that was another bad loss. And my number one surprise is. Jacksonville State beating Florida State on the last play of the game on a Hail Mary, about 60 yards. All the Florida State defender had to do was tackle him, and he caught himself, turned around, and didn't make a tackle or even try to tackle him. So as soon as the Jacksonville State guy caught the ball, he ran in the end zone, being untouched. So that was my number one surprise. Florida State losing to Jacksonville State after him was beating Notre Dame week one. So those are my five surprises of college football. All right, yeah. So, um, yeah, between between the two of you, um, I think that covered most of my, if not all, my top five. Um, number five, I'm going to start with Notre Dame. Like both you said, my uh, my surprise here is that Notre Dame has won by a combined six points. Um, you know, just in the first drive against Florida State, I thought that game was going to end up being a blowout, but Florida State chipped away. And luckily, Notre Dame, you know, for the, you know, for them, they came away with a three-point win. Uh, and then they struggled against uh, Toledo. Um, again, they, they, well, in this point, uh, Toledo took the lead, and Notre Dame had to uh, march down the field, and they did it in under, I think it was close to, if not 30 seconds, uh, to take the lead against the Toledo Rockets, which, you know, they should have never been in that point in the first place. So... Notre Dame struggles. Uh, they are my surprise number five. Number four, 
Clemson, North Carolina, and Miami all have one loss heading into week three. Um, I kind of figured Miami would just because they played um, Bama week one. That Clemson-George game was kind of a toss-up, so, you know, them losing by, you know, seven wasn't, it wasn't, you know, a huge surprise. Um, but what really surprised me was UNC losing to Virginia Tech. Um, I did, you know, I thought UNC would, UNC, you know, I think they're going to be pretty, I thought they were going to be really good this year. Um, but that just goes to show you that preseason rankings mean absolutely nothing. Uh, but give credit for the, you know, to the Hokies for knocking off the Tar Heels. Number three, I'm going to go with, I believe it was eight FCS teams have beaten FBS teams. Um, you know, the two ones that stand out the most are probably uh, Montana beating Washington and then Jacksonville State beating um, Florida State. And you got to give some love to the Duquesne Dukes knock, knocking off Ohio this week as well. So we've already seen eight FCS uh, upsets. Um so far throughout college football. Number two, I'm going to go with Ohio State has given up 200-plus yards on the ground in two consecutive games. Uh, Minnesota did it. You know, Muhammad Ibrahim led the charge there. Unfortunately, he's done for the year. And then over in Oregon, uh, Coach Moorhead drew up a brilliant uh, game plan uh, to knock off Ohio State. Um, I believe Oregon rushed somewhere between 260 and 270 yards, and I think Minnesota rushed between 200 and 210 yards. But still, for the Buckeyes, that is way too much, and they're not going to win too many ball games when you give up 200-plus yards on the ground. Then my number one surprise so far, Iowa and Oregon are ranked in the top five. Um, I think we all, you know, we all expected Oregon to you know, win the Pac-12, but at the same time, um, you know, being Ohio State, that's that was huge, and for them to be in the top five, sitting there at four right now, is is pretty big for them. Um, that definitely, you know, plays a huge role uh, if they continue the success going late into the season for that college football playoff. And then Iowa, big, uh, big two wins, um, against Indiana, and then against Iowa State. So they have two ranked wins. Um, against teams that were within the top 20, yeah, top 20. Um, so give credit to the Hawkeyes there at number five. All right, so between uh, weeks one and two, um, Hadley, I'm going to start with you. Just give us kind of a recap, maybe your thoughts, maybe your opinions about college football so far, uh, maybe some teams that have surprised you. Just go ahead and give your general, general thoughts about uh, the college football season so far. <coughs> Okay, well, what you what you kind of set us up for here is what I'm going to go into, and I'm going to name a few teams that haven't got enough love, um, and a few teams that have got too much. Is that is that okay? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to start with too much. Uh, my number one. I'm trying to talk slow here, so I'm not coughing up a storm. Uh, so if I take breaks, it's me sipping that water. You're good. Number one. I'm going to go with Old Miss. They're ranked 17. They beat, like, Austin, PA. And I'm not even sure who else. They beat Louisville week one. Yeah, Louisville. <coughs> I mean, both teams, nothing nothing to really be scared about. They have them all the way up at 17. I think that's pretty generous. Um, 
I definitely think once they start playing as SEC teams, they will absolutely form it. So I think they're getting a little too much love right now. Um, the other team that is is UNC. Um, they, like you said, they've already lost. They're still ranked 21. I just don't see it. It's definitely just because of Sam Howell. Um, as I mentioned, you know, a few weeks ago, this team's not what it was last year. I'm, it's it's not even close. They lost way too many pieces. They're really not a top 25 team, in my opinion. Um, if they are, that's very fringe. So for them to lose and still be at 21 is a blessing to them. And on the flip side here, a team that's not getting enough love and that's ranked at 22, maybe, is Auburn. Um, Auburn has beat the brakes off of their opponents. Um, they've looked awesome. I know, you know, again, the competition's not great, but, you know, they're, they're, they look awesome. Um, and to be ranked where they're at, I think is a little, little, you know, disrespectful. I think they should probably be in the teens at this point. <coughs> and a team that is at number 12 or number 10 now that is also being disrespected is Penn State. You already have a top, I think Auburn was ranked 12 when they beat them, so you already have a top 12 win. And Ball State was one of those teams that, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, they might be pretty good. They got some returning guys. They beat the brakes off of them, too. So I don't know what else you want Penn State to do. <coughs> Sorry. I, I definitely think they should be at single digits at this point. Um, I think 10 is a little low for them as well. So those, those are definitely two teams that I really like right now that are not getting love and two teams that are getting way too much. Yeah, I mean, Penn State beating Wisconsin week one, that, that was huge. Um, you know, both you know, both defensive both defenses uh, played well throughout the game. It was a low-scoring game. So, yeah, going to Wisconsin, knocking off the Badgers, and then beating Ball State pretty, pretty handily at home. Um, you know, Penn State, you know, I, you know, the fact that they're top ten, I think that's, that for me, that's good right now for them. But, you know, once I have them beating Auburn, so once they beat Auburn, um, I think that's when you see them make that climb um, maybe into, like, the top top eight, top seven. Um, Sporty, go ahead and give, uh, go ahead and give uh, your teams that are maybe too, hot or too much love and maybe give you some teams that have not received that much love. I, like, I have two overrated and three underrated. Okay, go ahead. Overrated teams, I hate to say it, but... Uh... Oklahoma, uh, they almost lost week one to uh, Tulane. Uh, their defense is as good as it used to be. So, they're, as my Heisman talked before with Rattler, don't know if he can carry his team that far. So, I am in question of my uh, Heisman winner of Rattler. So, like I said, and their defense isn't, isn't as good as it used to be. So, that is one, one, uh, one of my teams, and my other team is A&M. They just almost lost to Colorado. Uh, I do know the quarterback, I think King went out with an injury. I don't know if he's done for the season or not. Can you confirm that, anybody? Um, I don't know if he's done for the season, but I know he's out for an extended time, so he's Aggies are in some trouble here. Okay. There is no confirmation, but as Commissioner says, He's he thinks he's out for a decent amount of time. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, trouble. hold on. Can we all just so, take a moment? I just got called the commish. What am I the commish of? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that, but I just kind of let it slide. This pot, this pot. 
I don't know if I would say I'm commish, but all right. You're the moderator. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Sporty, go I ahead. I like Molly Quirum uh, of Chalk Talk. I'll, I'll, I'll take that, but at the same time, <laughs> I... It's almost disrespectful. I, lo- I, lo- I love Molly, but at the same time, I do give my input more than you know she than she has to not that she can't she can she can give her input and typically yeah, you know she typically, just doesn't yeah she she just that, that that show just doesn't allow her to do that um yeah but all right go, go ahead sporty <laughs> and my under i have three underrated teams first one old miss nobody's getting giving them enough credit uh they probably they might have a one of the best they do have one of the best quarterbacks in the nation uh corral that that guy will carry his team to I'm I'm going to guess I'm predicting a nine nine and three season. So for them that's that's pretty good. Um, my other team underrated. We go with the uh, UCLA, UCLA Bruins. Nobody gave them credit week one against LSU, and they they took it to them at home uh, week one. Their offense looked pretty good. Uh, Michigan transfer Charbonnet. He's he's in talk of uh, being like a Heisman candidate. So it's not that's another underrated team. And my last team is uh, Michigan. Didn't know how they would do with it. they got a lot of new coaches on defense. They got a new uh, running back coach, Mike Hart. He did go to Michigan, so he, he wasn't in Indiana. So. Uh, Points per game, Michigan. They they're averaging nineteen or thirty-nine points per game on offense. They've only given up twelve in the first two games combined, and uh, they're one running back. He's leading the nation in um, yards per game. He's averaging two hundred twenty yards per game. Is Blake Horn. He does uh he runs the ball plus he's on the uh, kickoff team and he he's a little bit of a receiver so he's a do it all back and. Uh, like I said, he's easily leading the nation with 220 yards. Granted, he's only 5'8", 200 pounds, so the guy's a beast. So he's always fun to watch. So those are my overrated teams and underrated teams. All right. Um, I'm going to bring up a team that you mentioned, Sporty. Here's one of my overrated teams. Um, I am buying, uh, you know, the effectiveness of that UCLA, UCLA Bruin offense. But I do want to see them play, you know, if they were put in that situation, play a top 10 team, play somebody in the top 10. I mean, I, you know, they could have that shot. They are going to have that chance against Oregon. Uh, so we'll see if they are the real deal. Again, LSU, they're coming off a, a down season. I mean, preseason rankings, just that's that's part of the hype around UCLA is beating. I mean, granted, you know, LSU is always going to be a tough game. Uh, beating them, beating them on your home turf—that's still a you know a huge win, quality win for UCLA. But at the same time, it's not the LSU team that we're you know used to seeing. So blowing out Hawaii and beating LSU, while the LSU win is impressive to me, I don't think it's you know oh UCLA needs to be in the top ten kind of thing. Uh, they should be sitting there right around. I would say you know I would say twenty. Um, I don't know about top. I don't know about top thirteen. You know I don't. I don't that might be a little bit too generous, but. We'll see uh, moving forward. Another team, Notre Dame. Again, preseason rankings don't mean jack squat. You almost lose to Florida State. You almost lose to Toledo. For all I'm concerned about, they can, they can drop down to like between 15 and 20. Just because you win doesn't mean you automatically you know get to stay in the top 10 if you were ranked 
there in the first place. If you don't look, I get it, a win's a win. If you keep winning, yeah, yes, you deserve to move up. But this early in the season with how drastic the rankings are changing, Notre Dame should have fallen, in my opinion. Um, you're moving teams up for beating you know, other teams. Um, why can't you bump Notre Dame down because they didn't look so good against Florida State Toledo? Now, later on in the year, and you win, you really shouldn't fall down. Um, but with how drastic and how you know crazy the rankings are within the first couple weeks, oh, Notre Dame, they deserve to be you know 15 to 20. That's what they've played like so far. And then my last team that's been a little overhyped is Virginia Tech. Again, UNC, obviously it's a top 10 win at home. They played well. Defense played well. Uh, but again, UNC, it's not like, I don't know, I don't think they are a top 10 team. Again, preseason rankings put them there. But uh, again, Virginia Tech goes on the road against WVU. That'll be a tough game. But that still doesn't necessarily have them, in my opinion, as a top 15 team. Uh, they'll, they'll have to wait till they get to ACC play uh, until I can, you know, further evaluate them. Uh, two teams I'm kind of in the middle with. I don't know if they're going to be, you know, you know, nine win teams or you know, they could be ten win teams. I, I just don't know because I haven't seen a lot of them so far. Uh, Michigan is one of them uh, sitting there at 25. I mean, the way they blew out Washington, yes, they deserve to be top 25. And the way they blew out Western Michigan, they deserve to be. But at the same time, Washington appears to not be the team that we're used to seeing. And Western Michigan, that's an obvious win for Michigan. So that's I, I still have to see them play somebody who is you know top-notch until I can give them a fair assessment. And then Michigan State, um, blowing out Northwestern and then beating Youngstown State, I believe. Again, two teams that they probably should have beaten. Um, I'm still waiting to see if they're the real deal or not. Two teams that have not gotten so much love. Um, I am going to be show a little favoritism here, but Pitt, um, obviously beating UMass, they they should win that game. They should have won by the margin that they did. Um, but going down to, to Tennessee and knocking off uh, the Vols was a was a huge win. Got down by ten, um, and they were able to secure the win. Defense had five sacks and a big time uh, interception, and they also had two fumble recoveries. So. Even though they gave up 34 points, one of those touchdowns Tennessee started at like the within the three yard line. So um, I do think Pitt Pitt deserves to be right now. I believe if if you're really looking at it, I think they're 32. I think they deserve to be you know right there at 25. And then another team who's played well so far is Kentucky. Will Levis has led uh, the Wildcats, and they look pretty solid so far. Not saying they're gonna you know knock everyone's socks off this year, but they are playing some really good football right now. And one more team who has not gotten a lot of love, Virginia. Um, obviously, William & Mary, that should be an easy win for them. And then knocking off Illinois, not really upsetting them, but I think you know, I think we all thought Virginia was you know supposed to win that game, but the way they played against them, the way Brennan Armstrong uh, threw the ball, Virginia looks like a pretty solid team so far, and they, they're going to have their hands full um, this weekend against North Carolina. So um, now we're going to move on to um, a segment here. Just because it's week two, we, we're going to throw in the mulligan. We're going to have one mulligan for the year for our predictions for the college football playoff. Now, later on throughout the season, we'll give our updated pr predictions, but... I do want to have a fair shot here at a mulligan just because of how crazy the college football season has started so far. So, 
Hadley, give us your uh, college football playoff and then give us your national champion. Okay, so it's it's kind of tough because I don't really remember exact the exact order. I remember the teams, right? But I know that I had um, Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Clemson. Mm-hmm. No matter the order, those are the teams I had. Those are the teams I'm sticking with. So the order doesn't change. I'm pretty sure I had. This order. I want to say I had Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson, then Georgia, I think. So I'm going to stick with that. Well, not exactly. I'm going to go Alabama, Oklahoma, Georgia, Clemson. Okay. Um, So 1v4, I'm going to go with Bama over Clemson, Georgia over Oklahoma. So I'm going to go Bama and Georgia again, and I'm going to take Alabama. So, basically the exact same thing. I had Clemson winning, but I don't think they beat them in the first round. Yeah. Um, so, now so now we're going against our green. All three of us did not pick the Crimson Tide, but now uh, we do have one person, at least so far, picking the Crimson Tide to win it all. Sporty, give us your updated uh, club football playoff. I believe you had Oklahoma winning it all, and I believe you had Notre Dame in your uh, club football playoff as well. Um, go ahead and give us your. If you want to change anything, you can. Or if not, uh... yeah, I'm gonna ch- I'm gonna change these couple teams here. All right. So I got uh, Alabama one, Georgia two, Oregon three, and Clemson four. I have Alabama beating Clemson, Georgia beating Oregon, and then Alabama beating Georgia in the national championship. All right. So Sporty's giving Oklahoma the big old boot. He's not buying into the Sooners. He was. Uh, he was preseason, but now after the first two weeks, he's uh he's taking away all of his chips. He's he's uh too easy of a road, in my opinion. That's the, it's not that I think they're that good. I just think that they don't have much competition. Yeah, um, with a struggling Texas I, I team, I don't see them losing more than a game. Right. So it's and it's, they taste four that four this weekend, Alabama. So yeah, that's a big game for Alabama as well. One versus uh one versus eleven. So that'll be. I mean, I think we all. I'll agree who's going to win that game, but um, well, this this one's tough because I don't know. You you don't know what uh, Oregon's going to do the rest of the season. You don't know if USC is going to show up a game. You don't know if UCLA is going to knock off Oregon. So even though Oregon's looked, you know, they looked offensively, they looked great against Ohio State. Their defense has kind of been scaring me. Giving up twenty four points to Fresno State week one that kind of scares me. So I'm not really sold on Oregon. Oklahoma has a really easy schedule. Ohio State, I think lo- losing to Oregon, and I, I don't see them. I see Ohio State at least losing one other game the rest of the season, at least. So I don't have the Buckeyes in there. I'm taking them out. Um, Clemson, again, they could get knocked off by somebody. They could lose to, I mean, I'm just going to throw out, they could lose to Pitt. Um, or they could be pit by three touchdowns. So, oh, this one's tough. Um, and obviously, you're gonna have to. Georgia's gonna be sitting there probably with, I would say one one loss at least. So, I'm gonna go. You know what? I'm gonna agree. Bama one, Georgia two, Oklahoma three, Clemson four. I'm gonna agree with you guys. Alabama beats Clemson. Georgia beats Oklahoma. Bama Georgia final. Bama wins it all. 
So we have the exact same national champi championship and the, and the same champion. So, uh, yeah, how, that's how quickly. We're, uh, all, we're all seeing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sense. So we, so preseason, none of us were buying into the Tide to win it all, but now it's it's quick. Hey, that's why we have a mulligan. So, um, All right, now, uh, you know what? Next pod, next pod, we will jump into um, our NFL uh, recap of week one. And we will also give our uh, week three college football picks and our week two NFL picks. So we'll send it here the next pod and we'll get after it.